0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to Game Breakers with my guy, Edwin. You guys already know the best sports show in the world, dopest sports show, best. Just any words that just describe greatness, okay? That's what this sports show is. But, yo, what's going on, my guy? How have you been?
1: You see this? You see the, the, the hat right here? It's
0: a, it's a terrible hat.
1: You see the hat? This junk is glowing, bro. It's glistening. Yo, what's going on to the man that I'm out there, man? I'm just rocking it for today because it's a nice deal. <laughs> that hat is terrible. Why are you wearing it like that, bro? Because <laughs> it's how you got to wear it. No, we don't wear those kind of hats like that anymore. We wear it sideways now. All right. Okay. Like that's the style now? Yeah. 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 You're late to the fashion Nova, but come on, man. You got to get with the program here. <laughs> nah, man. I think I'm going to just keep wearing my hat uh, the front
0: way. You know what I'm saying? But yo, I have a quick question to ask you, man. It's just like, like, it's not hypothetical. It's a, And we didn't even talk about it beforehand. So I didn't even want to give you time to even think about your answer. Right. Perfect. Are you ready? Perfect. Okay. Okay. Would you, for a billion dollars, would you sit on a plane that has no. 300 seats?
1: No. Right? No. I know where you're going with this. No. I saw this already. Heck no. No, <laughs> no. I'm not taking no chance of dying, bro. Come on. You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I will be on Twitter. Like, come on. I be on Twitter and TikTok. I, I didn't see know. it on
0: Twitter. I saw it on, um, on TikTok. TikTok, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. He wild. was like, he was like, would you, so like there's 300 seats on a plane. Twenty of them are gonna get ejected at thirty thousand feet in the air. Would you take that flight for know. one billion dollars? I saw somebody said that either way they're not going to
1: work tomorrow. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact, bro. Think about it this way, like, bro, I have the worst luck. I might be the first one ejected. To be honest, I'd be like, bro, in no way, sir. Like, yo, like, what me. are the odds? Like, if you're on a three
0: hundred like seated flight, what are the odds that it's your plane? Like or your seat that
1: gets you like what's the percentages of that like it, it seems too Bro, high for me, it's way too high, way too high. And I, at first I thought like you know what, if you get ejected they might have like some parachutes for you, but you just no died. No, no you just you or die nah. heck no I
0: value my life too much for that heck yo no. even if there was a parachute I'm still not doing it nah it is
1: there's a parachute I'm doing it nah because what the parachute like malfunction. Nah, I'm gonna still do it. I'm gonna still do it. Why? Nah, I'm not taking Why, no I chance. Gotta, gotta I gotta no do chance. it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it.
0: Come on. I'm not taking no chance, bro. You're It's crazy, one
1: billion dollars.
0: Nah, nah. He's bugging. It's not worth my life, bro. Like it's not worth my life. You it, will die, not.
1: bro. But what if the parachute malfunction? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I'm sure you can swim like, though, right? Huh? You can swim though.
0: Swim. If you get ejected at thirty thousand feet in the air, you're dead. There is no swimming you're dead <laughs> like the impact when you hit the water with like the water and you're lucky if it happens over water what if it's over like a mountain or something hell no
1: yes you're right And then I right
0: mean. let's say if the parachute do eject and let's say it's over the mountains how are you gonna survive how are they gonna come get you mm. How are you getting back to civilization what you gonna eat what you gonna hunt you bro, can't do nothing bro, bro
1: you don't watch movies bro you don't watch there's movies there's a reason that
0: it's a movie there's a reason that, that it's a movie
1: yeah it's based off of real life too what you mean movie yo yeah, but you don't have no survival instincts yes i do yo i just watched yo last week you know was it two weeks two weeks ago I, I watched the movie called beast you know the movie where it's about the lion attacking the the people and, and the two daughters and the and the dad you know that movie i didn't watch it but i know that you would die you, you know the trailer though right exactly bro i'm surviving I'm not. Bro, lie. you would not survive. I, no, not after survive. No, 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 After watching that movie, I'm surviving because before you would I'm not like, survive, oh, not, bro. How? Huh? You would not survive. I would survive. Trust me, you, bro. You I would, would be survive.
0: Dead. I like, I like. I hate to break it to you, like I and would I survive, that, bro. I'm bro. telling you,
1: like these guys are terrible shots. By the way, too, they don't know how to shoot a gun properly. That's one. You've never two, shot a gun. Who me? Yes. Are
0: you gonna tell me what I've shooting? Because I swear I've asked you before if you've been to a gun raid or
1: anything, and you said no. <laughs> Okay, well, it was the first time for everything. So either way, like, that's not the point. The point is, is that I know how to get past the elements of nature. Like, it's just, it's not that hard for me. It's really not. Bro, I, I cannot even lie to you, bro. You would not survive in the wilderness, bro. Would you survive? No, because
0: we're not built like that. Like, we're not. Bro, like,
1: you like, not built like that. Bro, you, you not, not built, built like that. that.
0: You've never even been camping before. You've never have. even been camping. Well, wait, wait, when you went
1: camping? What, like five years ago, I went camping. Where, um, I don't know, it was in, I don't know, I, I forgot it was five years ago. Five, yeah, years, five ago. years ago, bro, yeah,
0: like how you forget
1: it's only been it's five, five years. years. I went camping, you was probably
0: sleeping, you were probably sleeping in like a nice log cabin, and no, 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 no and whatnot. No, 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 no. You
1: don't, bro, you would that's not survive, bro. It was hot, it was hot, bugs flying everywhere. Yo, I had to die. Like, I, I, I to tell the you gas. what, so that's all.
0: So, just saying. So you're saying that if I drop you in the middle of the Amazon rainforest, you're finding civilization and you're Amazon gonna go.
1: rainforest.
0: Just like a rainforest, mountains, no, 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 anywhere. No, no, like not the rainforest,
1: not the rainforest. What, what, what's the difference? <laughs> rainforest has snakes in there. I don't want to deal with no snakes. But you can survive that though, right? No, no, you no. no, just no, no, said no. You I said survive. depending on the specific conditions, I can survive.
0: Okay, so what conditions can you survive? Go ahead. Let me hear like
1: you. the beast, like the movie Beast, like the you know what I'm saying? That kind of environment. Where it's like land, what was that land, environment? Sand, you know, like okay, let's picture this is this Sahara desert, but like not very Sahara-y, you know what I'm saying? Like not hot, but like no. a, that kind of environment. No so woods, without not no rainforest though. So if I drop you in the middle of the Sahara desert, you're telling me no. that you would be able to survive? No, 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 no. I said picture like regular woods, but it's hot, like like Africa is hot. You know what I'm saying? But it's not the it's not a rainforest it's not the sahara desert you know what i'm saying so like regular okay, so basically okay so basically if i put you in the like in the wild
0: in africa yes you survive basically oh yeah hell no oh yeah <laughs> how are you beating a lion what how, i mean so so wait because this scenario came about right you get ejected from the plane you land in the, let's say you land in the wilderness in Africa, right? Like, let's just say you land in, like, wherever temperature you're talking about. Yeah. All yeah. that you have is your parachute and your seat. How are you surviving? Like, what are you doing? I don't have my phone. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, okay. it's yeah, in yeah. your pocket. But then, like, what if it was, but then, like, what if you didn't have it in your pocket when you were, uh, like, ejected? Because you, oh, well, you don't I'm know when you're going to get
1: ejected. It. I'm screwed. Then at that point, but then It depended have on my phone. <laughs> but then, would you even have service out there? You probably won't, but you have to travel that's not to what get what it be. No, but you okay? But you have to travel to get service though. So I can at least yeah. do that,
0: bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Anything that's in the African wilderness that wants you, you're dead. You're so, dead. A lion. Yo, I don't
1: know about you. Could not it's be like a lion,
0: bro. Pack of wild me. dogs. And yo, bro, those pack of wild, wild dogs, dogs, they chase you. So like because so I, I like I'm on this subreddit. It's called it's called like nature is mental, right? <laughs> you like watching those kind of shows, don't you? It's crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy. So bro, like the wild dogs, they chase their prey until their prey cannot run anymore. And then they eat you from the genitals, bro. They start from the because that's the softest part of your body. They go for the genitals. Hell no, I would die, bro. But I would probably just kill myself beforehand. Then you got to worry about hippos, and people don't, and people don't even think that hippos are like that dangerous, bro. But hippos, I think they killed like the most humans out of They're any slow. animal on earth. They're slow though. No, that what? Not faster than me, bro. Your top speed is probably six miles per hour because you're not fast. Because you're not faster than me. So I... hippos, hippos run like forty
1: miles per hour. Do they really?
0: Yeah, yo, yes, <laughs> yo. let me
1: let me fact check that before you get Go here. ahead, go ahead, hippos. What I even search up hippos, just hippos top hour? speed. Oh, hippos? yeah, top, no, speed, top speed, top speed, yeah. top speed. You're right, okay, okay. 19 miles per hour.
0: That's oh, yeah, light. 19 hours for me. Yo, bro, you can't, bro, 19 miles per hour is faster than you saying,
1: That's light, bro. <laughs>
0: Yo, like, there's nothing in the wild that you can outrun. Facts, like, it's crazy. Can outrun a gorilla? Got more stamina than us too. So, like, we gonna keep running, and then like, we'll get tired. They still running? Nah, bro. Then you got to deal with gorillas and shit. Nah, bro. Mm-mm. Uh,
1: gorillas. No, nah, okay. Me, I could never beat a gorilla. That's that's one thing I can't. Nobody
0: remember. could beat a gorilla.
1: I could probably give a, a good fight to a baby gorilla.
0: No, no, <laughs> nah, bro. Like, it would tear your face off, bro
1: that's a fact no, that's, that's a fact dad.
0: but yo look man let's get into Yay. the sports stuff though look nice little segue though because yeah no like i was thinking about i'm just like damn like people that get stranded in like the wilderness it, it's just crazy because i couldn't do it but look talk to me about rj barrett uh the other day he did get a four-year 120 million dollar contract extension from the knicks Now, before we kind of get into the complications of what potential trades can happen, let me know what you
1: think about the deal just in general. Most points per game by age for a Knicks player, 19 years of age, R.J. Barrett. 20 years of age, R.J. Barrett. 21 years of age, R.J. Barrett. This guy has been the best thing in 20 years, the best person, best player in 20 years when it comes to, like, young talent. And I'm so glad that the Knicks are doing this because one thing is for sure, you want to retain your best talent. And for me personally, I didn't see the exact form of how RJ would develop into a player that he is now, but he has taken a milestone of a step to get getting where he is now. And he has played really, really well. Now the Knicks are a franchise that you don't ever want to trade away your best players, right? And he's one of your best players. He's your best player at that. You're a guy. Yeah. He's your guy. And I'm so glad that they didn't really try to include him into this Donovan Mitchell trade. Maybe they did, maybe they did not. But either way though, this gives some clarity as to how they will move forward with RJ Barry on the team. And as far as that's concerned, the poison pill. Have you ever heard of the poison pill before? No, right? No. I'm shaking my head no. Oh, why why aren't you not saying anything? Uh, well, oh because I didn't want to interrupt what you were talking. I asked you a question, you answered, no, bro. I'm shaking my head. I'm like, no. No, he's like. Listen, 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 listen. Forget it. Forget it. So I found out about this two days ago, right? And it's basically a rule that tries to really prohibit teams from trading players who have extensions that are that young, apparently, and, you know, getting traded to a different team. So it's basically like a prohibitor. I'm not sure exactly the rules. I have to do more research on that. But either way, though, it's a good rule to have because you don't want to trade away a guy like RJ Barry he's, he's your milestone. He's your player that you want to build around for the team. And on top of that, they have a future in him. RJ is that guy. And I'm so glad that he got the payday because he deserves it. He, he really deserves it. First player to get this payday in about 20 years compared to, I forgot the name, but either way though, it's been a long time, a long time. And Knicks fans, if there's anything to hold on to at this point in time, it's RJ Barrett. People want to talk about the 30 points at halftime. He could do more than that. I, I'm sure that he could do more than that. And like you said before, I think last episode, he is borderline all-star for me. Like he could be that guy that can develop into an all-star and be this team's somewhat savior moving forward somewhat. We'll see how it goes on, but it all depends on the team itself depends on the coaching depends on the players, everything depends on the other teams as well too. But either way though, this is a good first step for RJ Barrett in his career.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good move for the Knicks to give him the contract extension. Now, I know that you kind of talked about um, the Donovan Mitchell trade. Uh, I do kind of want to ask you though, because there was a report that came out from Wolves, That said that the Knicks set a Monday night deadline with jazz to either agree on a Donovan Mitchell trade or New York will extend Barrett. So to me, that didn't really make too much sense because what does one have to do with the other? I think, you know, RJ Barrett shouldn't even have been on the table in a possible trade. So what, like why couldn't they have extended RJ Barrett and then also have traded for Mitchell? Um, I know that there's that rule that says that you can't trade a player on a rookie max to a team that already has another player on a rookie max. And I think Donovan Mitchell is on a rookie max right now. Um, but R.J. Barrett didn't get a max. He got years, 120 million. So he had a lot of money, but he didn't get a max contract. Yeah. So they both can still be on the same team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Now, there was a report that said that the Utah Jazz, and, and, this is, and this is from Shams, it said that the Utah Jazz rejected a Knicks trade offer of R.J. Barrett and two unprotected first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz deemed that not good enough, basically. So what do you think about the Knicks possibly wanting to include R.J. Barrett in a Donovan Mitchell trade?
1: that would have been a disaster. I'm not going to lie because, once again, you want to go back to building around your talent. This team has been void of talent, and it still is, in a way, void of talent in the past 10, 20 years when it comes to young talent, at least, right? RJ Barrett has been the best player somewhat, for the most part, for me up until now. So trading away this guy to get a Donovan Mitchell kind of player, right, who could maybe win you some more games than RJ Barrett at this point of his career, we don't, know, that's not going to be disputed at all, but what about the long-term? What about his long-term effects on the team? Him growing into a leader, him being that guy in the future, him being able to say that, you know what, we have a young piece, finally a young piece in RJ Barrett. Now let's find ways to build around him, right? Because we haven't had pieces in the past before where we can really count on to build upon. So trading away RJ Barrett would have been a bad, a bad move, a disaster, because you can't include him in the deal and then try and build around that on Mitchell because at that point in time, it's a big decision. Because you want to know exactly if you made the right choice or not, right? If you trade away your big star, your big young star in R.J. Barrett for a guy who's a superstar, people say maybe not, and D. Mitchell, and see if you can build around him. Now, if you don't do that the correct way, then it's like, okay, we had this young piece beforehand, and he was already promising in itself. He could only get better, so why do we make the move for Donald Mitchell and gut a whole team just to not build the process the right way? So it would have been a disaster for me and I wouldn't have liked the move at all, but I still do think that trading for Donald Mitchell would be a great move for the Knicks. Just not include Barrett in that process would be the biggest thing that I wouldn't want to see happen.
0: Yeah. um, Still on the fence of, or not on the fence, but still on the side that the Knicks shouldn't be trading for, uh, for Donald Mitchell to begin with, because again, Like There's no possible scenario that I think helps them get any closer to winning. I think maybe they'd win more games if they do pair him with uh, R.J. Barrett. But, you know, to have him potentially offered to Utah, I mean, it's just really idiotic. I would have thought that they saw R.J. Barrett as like a building piece uh, for that franchise instead of a player that would be on the trade block for Donovan Mitchell. Again, you know, at best with Mitchell they're not going to be no higher than a six, seven seed. So what's the point really? Um, And trading away RJ Barrett, I agree. It would have been a mistake. Um, It just doesn't really make any sense. Like, yeah, because like he is their best player. You know, he has been one of the best young players that I can remember seeing play for the New York Knicks. And they drafted him. They didn't even have to trade for him. This is the player that they drafted. And it seems like they got it right. He is right there on that level of becoming an all-star or being in that conversation. He just needs to take another step. And to trade him to Utah, I don't think that the fans would like that either. But to me, the Knicks – They're not a serious franchise. The Knicks don't really care about winning. The Knicks just want to try to get a big player in to sell tickets. And that's what Donovan Mitchell would possibly do. So, you know, I think that's what this move is. It's definitely not a move that they're looking at to say, well, well, let's try to push on to compete for the East. Let's try to push on to compete for an NBA title because that's not what the focus is. They just want to make money. So the Knicks are a serious franchise anyways.
1: Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Go ahead. So, okay, so. You're saying that the Knicks won't really be competing for anything. So let's say they actually trade for D. Mitchell and RJ Barrett takes another step and he becomes an all-star next year. And Jalen Brunson, who came in from free agency, plays exceptionally well. He plays a step above from what he played last year. You don't still believe in this Knicks team to be a problem for any other East team? No. Or wouldn't finish higher than six still for you?
0: Yeah, no, no higher than six, though. Um, they like because their overall team is, is just not that talented. And again, I don't believe in that bad court of a Dominic Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. I think that'd be a terrible bad court. I think they'd get bullied every possession. They the defense there would be atrocious and they super undersized. It's just not a good bad court, in my opinion. Um, I think that they would be a playoff team if they got Mitchell in there, but again, no best than no better than six. Okay, maybe if things get lucky for them, you know, other teams get a lot of injuries or they underperform really, then okay, fine, fifth. But yeah, no, I'm not really seeing no deep playoff run
1: with the New York Knicks, even with a Dalvin Mitchell. Okay, fine, fifth. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, listen, I, I always go back to this, right? They won 40 games plus two seasons ago off of playing hard and having some brilliance from Julius Randle and having a good defense to getting exposed by the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs, right? If, if they have talent moving forward, and they still have that kind of core of just playing some good defense. I don't see why they can't ble- be a better team moving forward and maybe giving a team some noise or a hard Because they'd be garbage defensively. Say it again?
0: Because they'd be garbage defensively. I wouldn't say they'd be garbage. They'd probably still They're be garbage. They really have the worst defensive backcourt in the NBA, bro.
1: Mm.
0: Jalen Brunson okay. and Donovan Mitchell, both 6-1 guards they would get destroyed. Okay, okay. You're right about that. Like, bro, like the NBA is so guard heavy. There's so many fantastic guards. You're telling me you got not only Mitchell, but Jalen Brunson there as well, who are going to be on the smaller end of guards in the league? Are you kidding me? Bro, it's just, yo, point guards, shooting guards, they will have a feast on the New York Knicks. It it, it just wouldn't really work out. I, I can't see it, bro.
1: But you don't think there's a way that the coach no. from could no. like mask that, hide no. those two guards in a system where at least he no. focuses on the perimeter, defending a little bit less and focuses no. on the interior of the defense? No. Oh, man. Because I mean, why couldn't he happens, do it with Kemba man. Walker?
0: So why couldn't he do it with Kemba, whose problem was defense?
1: Kemba Walker was past his age for everything. Like hey, look, forget like for the passing
0: age stuff. Kemba Walker was still arguably the next best scorer on that team, and he didn't play because he sucked defensively. So, if you have a player similar to uh Jalen Brunson to a Donovan Mitchell in terms of their impact comes from offense, like they specialize in scoring the basket, right? But they're not good defensively. Now, what makes you now? What would make me think if you couldn't do it with this player? that you can do it with another player that's of similar skill set.
1: Right, let's go with Jalen Brunson. Like, how? Make it make sense. Because if you go back to the Utah Jazz and what they did last year or the couple of years before, they weren't great in defense. I could be wrong. I didn't really check the stats on that. But they still had a great defender, Rudy Gobert. Now, the Knicks only have a great rim protector like Rudy Gobert. Mitchell Robinson is still there, right? Obviously, you have Isaiah Hartenstein. Mike Conley is also bowl. pretty solid defensively. Okay, we're talking about Donald Mitchell, though. So
0: Donald oh, Mitchell, yeah, but I'm saying look still at what, But I'm saying, but look at what Mitchell had around him, though. He's not gonna have that in New York to, to you know make up for his he, like lack of defense. He had, he's not gonna he have that potential. Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert, that's it. But Mike Conley is a better defender than Jalen Brunson. And Rudy Gobert is defensive player of the year multiple times. And Rudy Gobert actually probably only got that award so many times because he has to cover for Don Mitchell so much. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like,
0: so, so he doesn't have that layer of protection anymore.
1: You don't think Mitchell Robson can be that layer of protection for them? He's that's serviceable. Okay. He's good enough to be a ring, oh, yeah. like a ring protector.
0: No, yeah, he's solid, but I don't think he's good enough to make up for Dalvin Mitchell's deficiencies, no.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, maybe he might, though. Who knows? But I don't see it. I mean, he has to stay healthy, though. He's been pretty injury-prone, unfortunately. But That's yeah, true, that's true. Healthy. And then they... And they did just give him a new contract. I actually thought that he'd he leave yeah. New York, if I'm being honest. I didn't
0: necessarily think that he would stay. But, look, there's a lot of Donovan Mitchell news, man. It's like a lot of trade rumors going on. And I low oh, yeah. he just need this guy to get traded already because it's right. kind of annoying. Like, I don't want to talk about this all the time, bro. Like, it's super annoying. Now, there's a rumor, let me pull it up, from the New York Post that says that the Lakers have been interested in Cam Reddish and a potential three-team deal that sends Donovan Mitchell to New York. Now I want to ask you about Cam Reddish. I don't know if you really know too much about him per se, if you watch like the Knicks or if you watch someone like the Hawks, but what do you think about Cam Reddish to the Lakers possibly in a three-team trade that would also send Mitchell to the Knicks?
1: I like Cam Reddish. I really do. I like him a lot. I think that he's a young player that still has some growing to do. Didn't get the opportunity as much um, as I wanted him to in Atlanta. Of course he did play. He did play. He averaged about, like 25 minutes, but He really couldn't gather his footing there in Atlanta, which is why we saw the trade happen to the New York Knicks. And now he's not really getting a a fair trade anyway because he's not playing as much. He's not really messing, or he's not. It's not in cohesion with Tom Thibodeau's coaching mannerisms. So we'll see how that changes. But ultimately, though, how would that feel to the Lakers? Like how it wouldn't because he's a career thirty-two percent three-point shooter. And going back off of what we talked about with LeBron James, yeah, he may make this player better, but. LeBron wants three point shooters. He wants guys that can be ready for the ball, kick out and whatnot. Now, if they trade for Cam Reddish, he's basically like a better version of Taylor Hurt and Tucker, where he has youth, he has better scoring abilities, I think, in my opinion. But would he really fit with the team? Maybe he could run with that second unit and maybe get some minutes there and be an impact player and get some more chances there. But aside from that, though, I don't see how it really works out.
0: Yeah, I like Cam Reddish. Um, Now, I do want to say it doesn't really make any sense why the New York Knicks traded for him. I mean, they traded for him just to not play him. Tom Thibodeau doesn't really like the guy. I guess he doesn't really think that he's that good. I don't know what the issues are there. But since he's been traded to New York, he's played the lowest amount of minutes per game that he's played in his whole career. So to me, what was the point in that trade? I guess, you know, maybe that was a front office trade, not really a coach wanted him. So now a coach doesn't really want to play him. But to me, Cam Reddish has a lot of potential. I like him a lot. And if I'm the Lakers, I think that it does make sense to get him, depending on what you have to possibly give up to, you know, because, you know, you saw him in college and you saw him with flashes. Obviously he hasn't really reached his full potential or what you would have thought with him being like the 10th pick, I think when he was drafted, Mm -hmm. but you saw what he can do. And, you know, he is a player that I think can develop into a good three and D uh, player. It's just, I guess the opportunity, I guess it's just about the opportunities that he's been able to get. Uh, And he was getting some of those opportunities in Atlanta. He hasn't really been able to get those opportunities in New York. And I think if you're the Lakers, you could probably you could probably get him for cheap. Like to me, Camatish's trade value is not high right now. Like it's not. You could probably get him for like
1: a I don't even know, like a protected first round pick, maybe even like a second. I mean, what's Camatish's value? I don't think it's anything near a first round pick. To be honest, I see a second possibly because he hasn't been playing. Tom Dipido does not rate this guy at all, and it's funny because I thought that was a good trade for the Knicks. Why? Because they were void of talent. They needed some more young talent, and they had some young talent here, and Mando quickly will be topping R.J. Barrett. And then trading for Cam Reddish would have been like a nice topping on the cake right there for me, but he doesn't play. So I'm like, what's the point of giving this guy – I mean, playing him on the team if he's not going to play on the game? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, understood. Um, and with Mitchell possibly going to the uh, Knicks, right? I remember you sent me a text message when RJ Barrett first got his extension, and then you're like that you guessed that it's off now, right? Um, because of that report about the Monday deadline set. I mean, do you think that the Knicks are out for Donovan Mitchell, or do you think that them signing RJ was just that was a deadline on whether RJ would get traded for Mitchell, like whether they'd want to include him in the draft? I mean, in the trade.
1: Uh, I think it's the latter, to be honest. I, I don't think that they're they're completely off the table for Donovan Mitchell. Um, there's so many things that could happen. They said the draft picks. You still have the other players that you can include in that process of getting Donovan Mitchell. So it's not totally over. I want to see exactly how much they're going to give up now that RJ is not in the deal any longer. He may not be at this point in time, so we'll see what happens. But the best case scenario, though, is what I can see happening. Obviously, is getting Donovan Mitchell in New York, paired up with RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson. Now you have a team that is built for the future to see what you guys can do. But it's the best move so far. I thought the Knicks made a great decision, and on top of that, you know, we'll see how much draft picks they give up to get Donovan Mitchell or if there's like a three team trade where they get another player and such as the Lakers to help this trade move forward.
0: Yeah. And look, um, the Knicks are committed over like 300 million to RJ Barrett, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. I mean, that's the big mid three right there. If I'm <laughs> being honest with you, I mean, yeah. like Julius Randle is not that good. And Jalen Brunson, I'm still not that high on him if I'm being real. I mean, If they didn't just sign him to that big contract, I'd be saying that he should be included in a trade for Donovan Mitchell. I'm not going to even lie to you, bro. Like, to me, I just don't see it. I I, I don't see what everybody else sees. Yes, I think he's a good player. He's a serviceable player. But, I mean, talking about him being one of your building stones to possibly do anything, I mean, jeez. Like, isn't his – isn't Jalen Brunson's father, isn't he on the Knicks coaching staff? I believe so, yeah. And that was before they even signed him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like a job for the boys, kind of. It's like, look, we need a point guard. Jalen Brunson's available. His dad's here. We know him. And and I think that his agent is like the owner's son. So it just...
1: I don't know, bro. Like, why? Why Brunson? I like Brunson, bro. I like Brunson a lot. I really do. I think his bag is like that. Bro, I
0: don't care about his bag. Every (laughs) NBA player... Has a bag, bro. It doesn't. No, they don't. No. <laughs> but Jalen Brunson, I tell you what, Jalen Brunson will never be an All Star. I can't see it. Jalen Brunson. Oh, you can't know? say that. I look. He. I don't think he will ever be an All Star. He's not even better than he did McCullum. McCollum. McCollum never even made an All Star game. Come on now.
1: Yeah, because McCollum was in a uh, like all the guards in the West were better than in the in the East. So I think that j- was in the East. Hey, Jalen Brunson, a top guard in the East. He can be. No, I don't think so. He can be. Well, Uh, okay, I'm saying never say say never.
0: Well, well, when you say top guard in the East, like, what do you mean by that? Like, let's say, so, like, if you were to rank, let's say every team in the East, their starting point guard, where
1: would you have Jalen Brunson coming in as, in terms of just best player? Right now? Mm -hmm. Oh, it it wouldn't be high. But um, I said that he could develop into like, maybe that sixth, depending on how he plays, he could be, like, the sixth best point guard in the East. Oh, yes. I don't know, bro. Yes. I, I don't know what it is, man. It's just something about
0: Brunson, him getting that big contract. I'm just like, it's not it's not good enough. Um, And I don't necessarily see him as a building block for that franchise. I think in a few years, you know, it'll kind of come around and it'll be like, yeah, like the Knicks are trying to dump his contract. I mean, geez. A yo, few years. Yo, hate it. Well, no, not a few years. I think next year it'll be looking at as a bad contract. <laughs> Like, after next season, it'll be looked at as a bad contract. Yo, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I'm not going to lie. This guy, he might not even be top six point guards right now. Or, no, not top six, but even the six highest best point guard right now in the East. Yo, the East kind of got some nice point guards, bro. Yeah, I know. That's why I said he he can develop to be a top six point guard. Like, like yo, he's not better than Kyle Lowry, right? And, you know, I don't even like Kyle Lowry. But Jalen Brunson's not better. And, and we're not ranking here. This is not Russ ranking again. I'm just naming some of the starting point guards in the East. He's not better than Kyle Lowry, not better than Marcus Smart. He's not better than Drew Holiday. He's not better than James Harden. He's not better than Fred Van Vliet. How did he, I not name James Harden in the last list? Is he better than – oh, yeah, you didn't. But maybe you're thinking because, like, a shooting guard. Yeah. Uh, he, Fudge.
1: That would have been – I him. wouldn't <laughs> take Jalen.
0: Yo, I wouldn't take Jalen over Lonzo Ball. I think that's debatable. But I'm taking Lonzo ball over Jalen Brunson. And I'm taking Lonzo Ball. If both are healthy. Yeah. So I he's not better than one Lonzo. Ball
1: these last ones.
0: Nah, because Lonzo's not better than Shy right now. He's better than Shy. He's not. he's not. But yeah, he's not better than Lonzo, right? He's not better than Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irvin, whichever, whoever you want to list as the point guard for the Nets. He's not better than Dum. He's not better than Trey Young. <laughs> he's not better than Darius Garland. That's nine, bro. That's not he, he's not yeah, better right, than. Right now. Right now, he's no, wait, hold on. bottom. Hold tier. on, wait, 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 he's not better than Lamelo Ball. Hold on, hold on. Now he's better than whoever starts at point guard for the Wizards. Yes, I'll give you that. He's not better than Talia's Halliburton. I'm at eleven. He's not better than Jaden Ivey or Cade Cunningham. That's eleven. Oh, come on, you don't even know how Jaden Ivey's gonna play. Stop
1: it, right. stop, stop, stop. But stop, okay, fine, stop, fine. Stop,
0: he's stop. not better than Cade then. He's not better than Cade. He's better than Cade. He's better than Cade. Jalen Brunson is not better than Kate Cunningham. He's
1: better than Cade, bro. Stop it. What? Like, okay, why? Why is why? Jalen why Brunson better than Kate Cunningham? He's a better... I mean, Kate Cunningham, obviously, is a bigger guard. So he's going to have a little bit more rebounds than him, right? But his, his he's, he's a better scorer than him, right? And no. when it comes down to no. more minutes... No. What? He's not a better scorer no. than Kate Cunningham? No. Stop it. Stop no. it. Cade Cunningham is better than Jalen Brunson. Stop it. He's, he's not a better scorer. And when it comes down to more minutes... He's going to have a little bit more assists than what he did last year in Dallas. All right, fine. Look, regardless of that, at best,
0: Jalen Brunson is – there's, what, 12 teams in the East? At best, Brunson is the 11th to 10th
1: best yeah, starting point guard in
0: the East. Yeah. Bro, he's not that guy. The Knicks are going to – I'm telling you, it's going to be a mistake. He's not that guy, bro. I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Either.
0: All right. I mean, That's my so, so for you to justify his contract – what would Jalen Brunson need to do for you next
1: season for to justify him being a good signing for the Knicks? He needs to average. So what do you average? Okay, so what do you average last last season? Let me, I'll go off of that, right? Give me a second. Yeah. He needs to average like around like 1920 points and okay. five assists for me. Now, compared to what he did last season, right? He averaged uh if I get my my wi fi going here. Hurry up! Bro, it's not loading. What do you want me to do? Either way, though. Oh my god. Yo, it's not loading. Like this man on that McDonald's Wi-Fi,
0: bro. Okay, he
1: averaged 16 and and four last year. So I'll say that I run like 20, 21 points next year, and then maybe like five, six assists. I'll be fine with that. Okay, I think that's fair. Stats-wise, that sounds
0: good to me. Stats wise now, (laughs) but what about team impact-wise? Because to me. Stats shouldn't be all that matters. You know, you also have to factor in how he's going to help them win. Because if the New York Knicks are not going to win more games with him, then there was no point in bringing him in and giving him all that money. So talk to me from a team standpoint. I don't know what the Knicks went last season. I'm not going to lie. They won Uh, 37 and
1: 47, I believe. Right?
0: um, Yeah, 37 and 45. 45, So from a team standpoint, how many more wins would the Knicks need for Jalen Brunson to also be considered a good signing? Ten more wins. Forty-seven wins, forty-seven wins. Yeah, hell no, they're not getting forty-seven wins.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe that's a bit too high. I Well, go, No, I mean
0: no, it could happen. It, it happen, could. But maybe it's a bit too high. At best, at best, they go from thirty-seven wins to forty-three wins. At best, forty-seven is a big jump. Maybe if that's they not, get Mitchell, maybe that's, that's over five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be that's like good right enough for playoffs. Covers.
1: Uh, nah, I mean, that would put them in the playing range. Okay, playing, playing spot right there. Which yeah. means obviously, you get to see Brunson this big-time show, see what you made up, and make your team go to the playoffs.
0: Okay, I'll I mean, that. look, we'll see. But we'll definitely have to agree to disagree, because to me, this guy is just not it, man. Now, look, we did talk yeah. about the Wizards just briefly. Now, I don't know who the hell this guy is, but real Quentin Mayo. Basically, the Wizards believe that they are firmly in the hunt for Donovan Mitchell. Now, this guy has said that there's a package out there that they have given Danny Ainge that has them feeling like they're still in the race and not far behind New York. What the hell do the Watson Wizards have that they can offer to get Donovan Mitchell? I cannot see this trade happening in any way, shape or form. But what
1: do you think about the rumors of Mitchell possibly going to the Washington Wizards? I think if it happens, they'll be taken seriously. A little bit more. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's not jump off the bandwagon, right? But, okay. But for the Wizards fans, though, that'll be a big boost for their team, for the morale of the whole entire franchise because you get two stars, Bradley Bill and Donovan Mitchell. You haven't had two stars since Bradley Bill and John Wall, right? And you guys were at the peak of how good you were up until now. So, Donovan Mitchell is option one, Bradley Bill is an option one, two. These guys, I think they could work together in an environment. And on top of that, you did make some signings. You did revamp the offense and the defense, the players, the team itself last offseason. So, yes, it could work out where where they could have a team that could be ready to compete and maybe make some noise. I'm not sure how much noise they would make. Hell no. Listen, listen. listen. I'm not Hell sure how much no. noise they would make, but they could make something because they have those two dogs that can score the basketball. It gives me a sense now- of the Chicago Bills, right, where you have DeMar DeRozan, and my guy, uh, Zach Levine, two guys that can go off for 30 points whenever they want to. Pretty. That's much. completely different. It's completely no different. I'm going to have to disagree with you because, one, those, different. Two
0: guys, because those two guys in Chicago have a point guard. Now, if you get Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Bill, they're both shooting guards. Bradley Bill's 6'3", Donovan Mitchell's 6'1". So that means that Mitchell has to run the one, which means somebody has to be the main ball handler, right? Now Mitchell is not a ball handler in terms of distributing to his teammates. Mitchell looks to get his buckets. Bradley Beal looks to get his buckets. Who the hell is going to start that point guard to give him the ball? They both—they're both—they're both two guards. Levine's a two. Demar Derozan's a three. So it works because they play completely different positions. These guys here—they both play the two. It's not going to work if that trade happens because those guys are both uh, guys that score. They don't—they don't look to pass the ball. Mitchell's not looking to pass the ball, and neither is Bra- and, uh, neither is Beal. That would be a terrible trade. It would not work out. They still wouldn't do shit. Same thing with the Knicks, the same position. Why trade for him to not do nothing? You're talking about the fans to be excited, excited to see what. See what? They still suck. Yo, with Bradley Bill, they make the last playing spot with Bradley Bill and Donovan Mitchell. They're not no serious threat. Yo, it would, bro, they'd be worse than the Knicks. They'd be worse than the Knicks.
1: No, they wouldn't. Are you crazy? Yes, they would. No, they would not. Yeah, they, they, they And going, going to back offer to your point about passing, the Utah Jazz in the past couple of years they didn't average the most assists in the NBA. Wow, well, they weren't the best. No, the bro. NBA. I'm
0: not talking about assists, bro. What you I'm you said, passing.
1: About, no, but what okay,
0: look, but what I'm talking about is Donovan Mitchell is a shooting guard. Yes, yes, Riley Bills, a shooting guard. Yes. Neither of them can. And they're both too undersized to play anything except those two, like either point guard or shooting guard. So what I'm saying is how is it going to work with one of them being the main ball handler for them both to be able to thrive? How? Because now you're asking Donovan Mitchell to change up his game, or you're asking Bradley Beal to change up his game. They're both scorers. They're not passers. They don't have nobody on that team to facilitate for both of them to eat. So that's why it's different with the Bulls, because the Bulls have like Lonzo Ball to distribute – uh, the ball right with uh, Zach and DeMar there or with the Utah Jazz um, where yes Mitchell was the main ball handler because you can say that he handled the ball more than Mike Conley but Mitchell was the main was like the main basket getter. Bradley Bill averaged about 30 points per game so what you going to ask him to take a seat back for Mitchell to go for 30 points
1: to win more games yes to, to win more games yes and going back to your point how much assists did Lonzo Ball average last year wasn't a lot because we saw a lot of isolation balls, a lot of isolation plays for DeMar Rosen and Zach Green. Yeah, they had some plays here and there where they actually ran an offense, but we saw DeMar Rosen go get his when he wanted to. So I'm saying from that standpoint alone, Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Bell could do that and replicate that to a point where they can carry this team to much more wins, which in the case of playoffs, if they do make the playoffs, you have to worry about these two guys going off for 30 anytime you want to, which is why it could work. So it's, not gonna it's all up to the coaching and see how it would actually work out with the lineup and everything, obviously the rotation. But aside from that, though, you have two bona fide stars that can get your bucket and that can take the last shot if need be, if your team needs the last shot to be made. So I, from a standpoint of that, whatever package they see fit that is good enough that won't gut the whole entire team, which probably it probably will be, which it probably will either way, right? But depending on what they get back, what they don't give up as much, if you still keep like Kyle Kuzma that mix. Then you'll be fine. I think you'll fine be fine. To do what? Fine to do what? Be the last playing seed. No, fine to make the playoffs. That's one. No. And two, when you make the playoffs, no. now it's about no, you can won't. your can your guys Mitchell and Beal carry you guys to these games? Because now they're gonna rely. They don't have a deep team anyway, right? If they trade for Donovan Mitchell, they won't have a deep team regardless. But so you're saying that, that if I'm the I'm Washington to, Wizards,
0: so okay. so you're saying that if the Washington
1: Wizards trade for Donovan Mitchell, they'll finish six because that's making the playoffs. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that exactly. I'm saying that they can make the playoffs through the play in or, or actually make the playoffs. Hell no. So, when that, it comes down to that and they do make the playoffs, then it comes down to Ken Mitchell and Bradley Beal go off for 40 plus points to win your games in the playoffs because they don't have a deep roster anyway. If it came down to it, if so it came down to happen. it,
0: Mitchell would be it, like it'd be better for him to join the Knicks than join the Wizards. Like it would work better on the Knicks than the Wizards. But like it the Wizards would. Like the Wizards don't have the pieces for that to work. The Wizards again, and then you'd have to like right, so well, so basically, like what you're saying is that for it to work, they both have to play ISO ball and not really pass that much. Who runs point guard for that team? Who runs point guard for that team? Who's gonna set up other players to succeed? Who's gonna call plays on the floor? Neither of them do they, that. They just traded for Monte Morris. He's a point guard. bro. so wait. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Hold on. Real quick. Give me one second. Give me one and they second. they have second. Cassius
1: Weston, who I like as much too. That guy can ball. Hold on. Wait. That guy can ball. So they're going so to have
0: 6'2 Monte Morris starting at point guard, one Donovan Mitchell starting at shooting guard, and then 6'3
1: Bradley Bill starting at small forward. No, they're not going to start per se. So then why are you bringing them up for What are because, you bringing them up for? Listen, listen, listen. It goes okay. back to last year, right? Well, no, it's not last year. Like two years ago when we had. Kendrick Nunn started at the one. We had Duncan Robinson started the two. Jimmy Bella started the three, and so on and so forth, right? Jimmy Butler was the main ball handler, but we had an undersized guard and Kendrick Nunn, who was not a point guard. Now, everything depends on the rotation and whatnot, but I'm saying that they could still start D. Mitchell at the one, Bradley Beal at the two, and then when it comes down to the rotations of who's going to play the most minutes, then you bring in Monté Morris or Cassius Winston, whoever you want to bring but in. That's irrelevant. And that the work out. But that's irrelevant.
0: Cuz Jimmy Butler was your main ball handler and Kendrick Nunn wasn't an all-star that averaged 30 points per game. So and you were Morris. So you weren't asking Kendrick no, but what I'm saying is Monte Morris is not going to handle the ball that much. If let's say hypothetically if this trade was to go no, through that Monte Morris is not going to be handling the ball more than Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Bill. Of it's not, not no. If, it's Yeah, it's not going to happen. So that's what I'm saying is that you still be asking Bradley Bill or Donovan Mitchell to change up the way that made them successful to play. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, okay. So when we talk about Bradley Bill going to a different team and being able to run off ball and play both well in the system because he could do that because he doesn't demand the ball, why can yeah. it work if Donovan Mitchell comes to the Washington Wizards and he does the same thing? Because Donovan Mitchell's not a point guard. So he's not going to be able to put Bradley Bill in good positions like that. He's not You're a right. point guard. He, you're right, he's not. But they have point guards on that team that probably can. And Donovan Mitchell can still be the main ball handler, which he can still get his. So, so
0: if Donovan matter. Mitchell is the main ball handler, how does that benefit Bradley Beal? That's what I'm trying to figure out. How does that benefit him in any way? That, that's what I'm trying to figure
1: out. Because Bradley Beal can still get his within the offense. So Donovan Mitchell won't be, obviously, it's not, he's not going to be the main, main ball handler. Obviously he he would. would! He would! He'd be like 60-40, which is still enough for Bradley Beal to get his points to get his buckets, to make an impact on the game. That would nah, be enough please. considering who Bradley Bill is. And if he wants to win games and he can do it all by himself, which we have seen so far, he cannot do it all by himself. He needs another star that can do that with him. And what yeah. other point guard can they trade for right now that can help him at that moment in time? None. Exactly. For- yes. So that's what I'm saying. Don't trade for Mitchell. It make no sense. At best. You want to win now, Chase Mitchell. You are
0: at, at best with Mitchell. Yo, first off. Mitchell would be leaving the Utah Jazz, right? Utah Jazz are going to suck next year. But over the past few years, the Utah Jazz have been a really competitive team, you know, in terms of uh, the regular season. And they were a team that's been expected to make noise in the playoffs, even though they have not. They failed to do that. So now he'd go to a Washington Wizards team that'd be worse off than that Utah Jazz team and that won't make any noise in the playoffs. It doesn't make any sense. It It really doesn't. Like, what can the Wizards offer?
1: the Jazz to for them to think that they're in the race for Mitchell. They they, they don't have anything to offer. Well, we don't know that yet because they claim that they have a great package. They have a good enough package to land Donovan Mitchell either way. So we don't know that Okay, yet. so then why did they get him yet? Well, I don't know. They may be waiting. It's not my, it's not, not my decision. Waiting for what? Waiting for what? I have no Like, clue. if you have the package to get him, then why isn't he in Washington right now? Because they don't have a package. Because they may move. believe. They have the package to get him, but it may not be good enough compared to what the Knicks are offering him at the point in time. So they may have to make some adjustments to their package. They may have to do some other things, maybe include some other players in that process to get Donovan Mitchell. Rethink some things. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a package,
0: like because if they, because if they, because if they had a package, then they would have sent an offer. And when we'd have got the reports that the that the Washington Wizards have sent the an offer and that and that they're waiting for the Utah Jazz to to accept or not. You clearly, your package isn't that good if you haven't even sent the offer yet. So. To me, this is all just smoke and mirrors. I don't think that Probably. the Washington Wizards are, are in for Donovan Mitchell. They're not going to get Mitchell. It wouldn't make sense for them to do it. They're going to suck with him, again, just like the New York Knicks won't be making any noise with them. But I think it makes more sense for him to go to the Knicks over the Washington Wizards. I think uh, position-wise and just skill-wise, it makes more sense. I don't think that the Washington Wizards are that good. And to me, him and Bradley Bill, they can't work together. I, I know you're saying that they can, but to me, they can't. It, it's just not going to happen, bro. It's it, it's not. They can they
1: can oh, okay. If, you, if mean, you want to win now, you trade for Donovan Mitchell right now. But what? But what win now is there for the Wizards? There is no win now. Win now, as in you get another superstar. You have that mold there. Now was about bringing in other players that can help out with that mold.
0: Yeah, but when you say win now, because like so, like when I hear win now, I'm thinking championship because there, like there is no other kind of winning. So if you trade for him, you're not going to championship. If you don't trade for him, you're not going to championship. So what's the point point? and again
1: mortgaging your future for him because you claim that you need two stars to win a championship so you got that down packed now you just find a way through free agency because you have the two yes. players that are attractive to okay. get those players into the team and now you can make something happen
0: okay okay great point great point so then why did that work
1: for Damian lillard and cj mccullough why didn't it work you know what I mean, but the front of office—they didn't do their job. That's why it didn't work out. And McCullum wasn't a star as much as Damian Lillard was. You know, he's a good—he's a good star, but he, he didn't really perform in the playoffs. These guys, yeah. But Damian Lillard and CJ and CJ McCullum—that fit those two. That's
0: a better duo than what Bradley Bill and Don Mitchell would be. Well, you don't know that yet. I do
1: know that. I mean, off of play style, you know that, but we don't know that yet.
0: A- exactly, because play style is what matters. Because how, like, where's the fit at? The same reason. And then plus, the Washington Wizards are not an attractive free agent like place, bro. I'm telling you, so they're not. With Mitchell, so with Mitchell and Bradley Beal there, who the hell can they attract? Still, nobody's gonna want to go to Washington DC. They can't even attract Kevin Durant, who's from Washington DC. They can't even attract him to go
1: home. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> like- that's a bit. That's a bit different. Like, come on now, it's a big different. Come on now. <laughs> Who the you hell wants to it. sign for the Wizards?
0: I mean, they couldn't attract get- anybody there with a healthy John Wall and a healthy Bradley Beal. What are you talking about? Nobody's gonna want to go there. You never know. You never know. Oh my! So that namely one big free agent that signed in Washington, that signed Bradley Beal. <laughs> Bradley Beal was drafted to Washington.
1: <laughs> that signed like, in Washington, you said? Yeah, I'm talking that, about like, last year signed in
0: Washington. No, I'm talking about free agent like Bradley Beal. He was drafted by the Wizards. He's always been there. Yeah, of course. I know. I'm. I know.
1: I'm. Okay, never mind. You didn't yeah, get yeah. my just, Jeff, give me,
0: but... just give me one. give me one big name free agent that signed there. Maybe one Michael Jordan was the last one. Agent. Who was it? Michael Jordan when he was washed? Spencer witty. All right, let's move on. So, <laughs> let's talk about Genie Bus and dumb Lakers. Now, look, Genie Bus has come out and she said that Russell Westbrook was their team's best player last year. Now. I kind of took this at face value because look, sometimes I do get into headlines, but I didn't read exactly what she said. So let me just read quickly what she said. And then we can kind of give our opinion versus just not looking at the headline because headlines can be misleading, right? Yes. But Jeannie Bus said, all I can say is that from my point of view, Westbrook was our best player last year. He played pretty much every game, showed up, worked hard. I would have loved to have seen what this team would have looked like if they stayed healthy. So, yeah, I'm going to take that at face value, the headline. The headline was kind of right. She did say that he was the best player. Like, that like that wasn't taken out of context. She did say it. Um, but what do you think about Jeannie Buss saying that Russell Westbrook was the Lakers' la- uh,
1: best player last year? So, I admire her, her trust in Russell Westbrook. I admire her commitment to him. And to be honest, Russell Westbrook played out last year as far as just being committed, right? He was there every night. Despite his performances, he played. But he was by far the worst player on the Lakers last year. By far the worst because wait listen, on like the entire roster. Yeah, yeah. When uh, as far as guys who gets minutes, by far the worst. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. For me, he was because I thought that there were so many times last year where he just played a little bit too fast, played too slow, was very sloppy, very uncharacteristic of Russell Westbrook to play that sloppy, and I have never seen him play like that ever in his career. And I like watching him play. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, come on now, don't don't do don't do that to my boy. I've never seen
0: Westbrook play as sloppy as he did last
1: year. No, of course not. What? No, I have not. I have this not. This guy is a turnover machine. He's very sloppy per game. Okay, turnovers and playing bad are two different things. Though he could turn over the ball. No, that's one you thing. You didn't say play bad. You didn't say that he played the worst. You
0: said sloppy. So I'm using the term sloppy. Sloppy is turnovers, et cetera. He always
1: Softly has a lot of runovers. It, as in not making the right pass when needed to be to as well, too. As in not rotating. As in not finishing when you have easy layups. That goes to be accumulated as well. He, you know how many dunks he missed last year off of fast breaks? Easy fast breaks. He usually finishes easily. Layups at the rim was not himself last year. So he was by far the worst. But when he's committed, yeah, he was committed. He did show up. He did play every game. He did play every game hard, too. Cannot forget about that at all. And I do think that um, if they were healthy, maybe, maybe not, it would have made a difference. But either way, though, I don't think that they could have overcame how sloppy and how bad of a performer Russell Westbrook was last year. Now, next season or this season could be different. He could play much better. The Lakers could figure out some things. And on top of that, they can just make everything work out with the new head coach in Darby Ham. But either way, though, going off of what he did last year, if that's any indication of how he's going to play this year, they are in trouble. But we have to hope that they have Something in the works of him and the team just playing with better continuity and chemistry off of last season just to play much better than he would play, uh, than you know, going off of what he did last year, which is terrible. I mean, sloppiness, turnovers, the bad passes, the make the missed layups, the missed dunks, everything was just not there, just very uncharacteristic of him. But she's not, she's not right about her statement at all. He was, he was def- definitely terrible.
0: Now, look, I don't necessarily have a problem with Jeannie Buss saying that Westbrook was their best player last year. You know, she's trying to give the guy some confidence. Yes. You know, maybe even boost his trade value, possibly. You, you know, we still don't know whether he gets moved or not. But, you no know, no maybe there is, you know, some play here for her to just try to get Westbrook to perform his best for them. Now, what I don't like is, if you're a Lakers fan, that would piss me off for saying that, because you're clearly just blatantly lying to me. Um, yes. You know, like, you're insulting my intelligence if I'm a Lakers yes. fan. You know, like, I have my own eyes. I can see we and you both know that Westbrook was not that team's best player. Now, what I will say is that, you know, he was the most healthy out of that big three and he did show up, you know, basically night in night out. And I do, and I do think that he did play hard, you know, but Westbrook is just past it. He's not the same Westbrook that you like or that everybody knows and loves. He's kind of on the decline of the kind of player that he is. I mean, you know, Westbrook is a very explosive player and, you know, his play style is very fast and it's very athletic and, you know, just as you age, like what he relies on as you age just naturally just decreases as you get older because your body just can't do the same things that it can do when you were younger. Mm. So, you know, it's very rare, you know, you have like a LeBron James who's still able to kind of do some things or maybe do everything that he was able to do when he was young, but you know, he's like a one-off kind of guy. Like he's a special kind of talent, but you know, like what makes Westbrook great, he's starting to lose it kind of. And that's why I kind of see him going into more of like being an average style player instead of like the all-star that we know. Uh, but yeah, no, there's no way in hell that he was their best player last year. And I, I, I mean, maybe she could have said they're most consistent, maybe because he played the most games out of the three. But usually he was the worst at anybody that got minutes. I, I don't necessarily know who else got minutes. Like the whole, you know, breakdown of their man
1: stuff. But I think that's like that's pretty crazy to say that, bro. I'm not. That's I'm not, not that crazy. Trust me, it's not that crazy. Listen, we have to go past the stats and you know him scoring all the points because she did mention that he scored the most points, right, or whatever. We have to go past all that. Like either way his impact on the court, his cohesion with the teammates was not it at all. And when it came down to it, he was probably, for me, the worst performer on the team that got minutes last year. And another thing, too, Genie Buss, like you said before, be realistic, bro. You see my guy, Pat Riley, when he saw things on the Heat, he's like, yo, you can't do that anymore. Kyle Lowry, get in shape. Dougie Robinson, stop being a screen merchant. Talero, stop being a screen merchant. Get your game better. Like, don't be calling these guys as in, like, you know, give them confidence but don't be coddling these guys as if they need to keep on playing the same way and not get better. That's not the truth here. Cause Russell Westbrook was not that guy last year. Very consistent, very hardworking. We'll not take that away from him, but he was not that guy last year. So don't, don't like, what are you talking about? Best player. Yeah. Best player. Now,
0: way. now really quickly, uh, Darvin Ham, he did say that he will play Pat Bev and Russ side by side. And the players have already connected. Um, what do you think about Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook starting games together? I now, that. I don't know if it'll be every game or sometimes, or, you know, just throughout the game. I honestly think it'll be a starting five. I don't think that would make that much sense. Uh, you know, we said it in the last video. I think that Patrick Beverly should be starting games. You know, man, maybe um, I already know who they have at shooting guard. I'm not going to, I only really know the Lakers roster that well, but to start both of them, I mean, one, that'd be a pretty scrappy backcourt. I, I mean, and they're two players who are, you know, I think Westbrook's like six three. What, why? What's Pat Bev like? Six two, six one. I mean, you could say that that's a smaller side of the backcourt, but with how they play, I mean, they they play bigger than like what they are. So, I mean, do you think that could work? A backcourt of Westbrook and
1: Pat Bev? I think it could. I mean, like you said before, they're not they're both kind of point guards ish, right? But Pat Bev could start the one, and Westbrook could start the two, and he could still probably, huh? yeah, probably can. Based off of just the lineup itself and just them playing together, um, that could just work Great. out. Westbrook just gets so why, Wait, so why would Westbrook run the two instead of Pat Bev? Because Pat Bev is... I mean, the, it, it's interchangeable. It could work either way. It doesn't really matter at that point, but just because Westbrook is a little bit bigger than him, he could probably start the two. But either way, though, um, it could work out where Westbrook starts at the one and he starts at the two. It doesn't matter for me. Whatever works on getting them on the court is the best solution possible right now, and They would be scrappy. They would be hardworking, getting your face, which I think would breed them to win a lot of games because of that and just being annoying too as well. But Pat Bev is a guy that does not need the ball, like you said before. He's a guy that can run off ball, that can just play in the corner, be ready for the shot, be ready to make an impact, just play his defense and just make that impact that way. But either way, though, I don't think he's going to be a a total direct impact towards Westbrook when it comes to taking away what what makes him great and what makes him – the player that he is now, you know, so he could probably play better with Pat Bev on the team than he, he did last year without him on the team. So we never know, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, to me, any, like oh. any starting five that has Westbrook starting, it's just not going to work in my opinion. Like you can't have Westbrook starting if you really plan on winning games, especially with <laughs> LeBron James in the mix as well. It, it just does not work. It doesn't work. So to me, it so, can't work. No, it can't work.
1: <laughs> I can't believe like yo, there's never a time when we talk about Westbrook, and this guy just says Westbrook is not that guy, pretty much. It's never a time. I just oh said that he can't.
0: I, I just said that he can't start. I didn't say he's not that guy just now. I said that he should not be starting.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about that pretty much. Like any lineup, you just said any lineup that he starts it, it will not work. It like,
0: won't that's not not true. Not, not if LeBron James is healthy, it's not gonna work. Oh, okay,
1: you're talking about any lineup for the Lakers, not for the NBA. No, for the Lakers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about that because that generalizing that is kind of crazy. You know, it's kind of crazy. Well, but-
0: I did tell you before that Russell Westbrook will never win an NBA championship starting. You did. You did. Yeah. You are sticking by that. So-, so, then maybe, so then maybe I can say that no lineup in the NBA right now works with Russell Westbrook starting in terms of if you want to win a championship, then no.
1: Hmm. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think that it's probably less likely, but I don't think that it can't work. Westbrook. Still Westbrook wouldn't start for any team that you'd say is contenders that are
0: that are contenders like what like whether there's five or six really teams that you would say legit have a chance of winning a championship. Westbrook would not start for any of them. Probably not. Yeah. So, not. yeah. So any team that he can go to that he'd start on would not really be a legit contender. So he won't win a championship. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair statement. Now, I think Westbrook could win a championship coming off the bench, but to be starting and to be getting, like, 30 minutes a game, it's not going to happen. Probably. I still still think that Westbrook might get moved. He might. Yeah, like, I still think that there's that possibility. Yo, bring Buddy Hill to L.A., I'm telling you. Because,
1: sure if because
0: I don't know that you get a player better than Buddy Hill for Westbrook. Buddy Hill's viewed as an above-average player, really good shooter. I think he would fit more with what the Lakers need in terms of starting than Westbrook.
1: Yes, he would. He would fit now, more than getting Cam Reddish, too, by the way. Yeah. No, wait, what? I again? I think Buddy he would fit more with the Lakers than Cam Reddish would for the Lakers.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I completely agree. I mean, the question is just would the Indiana Pacers want to give up Buddy Hield for Westbrook? Like, would the Pacers mind getting Westbrook for a one-year rental? Uh, but in my opinion, why not? The Pacers have nothing to play for. They suck. So, you might as well get Westbrook in, rebuild. You're selling some tickets anyways. You know, p- people are, are going to want to see Russ play. I think he's mm-hmm. good for that kind of stuff. But in terms of bringing him in to actually compete for a chip, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. I see. But I do see Pat Bev and Westbrook working together, though. I do see Oh no, yeah. It can work if Bron's not playing. Then, yes.
0: I Yes, then I uh, agree. But any lineup that has Bron and Westbrook in it starting is not going to work.
1: No, it can work with LeBron playing. They just won't have the three-point threat with him there. But it They won't have work.
0: a threat, period, if Westbrook's on the court. No, you're right. Because Westbrook does his best work off the ball. And you're not going to tell LeBron to get off the ball to make Westbrook happy. So Westbrook is just, you're basically playing four on five. You said Westbrook does the best work on ball, you mean? Yeah, like, yeah, oh. like with the ball. Oh, you say you say off ball, so I'm like, what? No, I said on ball. Like, he oh. needs the ball to be the Westbrook oh. that we know. Okay. Yeah, okay. like, he's not like, so, I'll give you an example. Like, James Harden. I think James Harden could run off ball. Like, other than that, so James Harden is at his best when he's on the ball, right? You know, you see, you know, yes. he's a great passer. But James Harden off ball, he's still very effective. Yes. Westbrook off ball. It's not effective. So when you already have another ball handlers in that starting lineup, which is LeBron James, so automatically LeBron has to run that offense. How does that help Westbrook? Like, it it doesn't. It cannot work. It it can't work, bro. Um, And, yeah, I'm sticking to my guns. Any team that has Westbrook starting a majority of their games will never win a championship. Westbrook can win a championship if he's coming off the bench. But if he's starting for your team, you will not win an NBA championship, facts. And Westbrook does not start for any of the teams that we all think are contenders right now. He would not get in and start for any of them. So I think that's not an outlandish statement. That's a very fair point to make. And, you know, we'll just see. Only time will tell. But I'm never usually wrong. So, you know, uh, I hate that I had to do that to him. But it's facts, bro. Come on. Now, look, let's kind of move over to football just real quickly. Talk to me about Baker Mayfield. Look, you know, again, another thing that I was right about, uh, I said that Baker Mayfield will be starting quarterback for the Panthers Week One. You said that he wouldn't. We do. We still do have to figure out where we're going to, uh, you know, dinner because you do owe me some food this Friday, uh, right? Uh, this Friday, possibly, possibly, yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. But yes, Edwin is taking me to Ruth Chris. Uh, you know, I will be ordering the sixteen. We did ounce. not
1: agree to that. I, I, <laughs> did not agree I to will.
0: That. I will be ordering the sixteen ounce lobster tail with the short ribeye Please. and and Please. filet mignon okay now look let's get back to the baker topic though real quickly because baker has come out and said on the cleveland browns and i quote i'm going to f them up now i told you that i thought that the browns being the first matchup of the panthers would give baker another advantage because of how motivated he'd be to go out there and destroy them right now I don't think he will. He'll probably have a decent game, but I don't think he'll be good. I think he'll probably throw, like, interception, one touchdown. I don't know, maybe, like, 190, 200 passing yards, you know, like 62% uh, completion. Then you'll have an average game. And I do think that they'll lose, But uh, by the way, because I think that Brissett is good enough to get a win over the Panthers with that team. But tell me what do you think about Baker Mayfield saying he wants to fuck the Browns up? Let me hear it.
1: I love it. I mean, I like the kid. You know, Baker's been this guy that's been always fired up about everything. It goes back to his Oklahoma days. It goes back to his early Cleveland Brown days. So I get it. I love it as well, too. So I can't really take that away from him at this point in time. But either way, though, as far as the game's concerned, I don't see him, like you said before, I don't really see him lighting it up because that Cleveland Browns defense will be intact still enough to make the game a little bit more scrappy. It won't be a high-scoring game. I see it being like probably 2017 maybe 16-13 around that you know, around that score line because these two teams have offensive of talent but they don't have that much and they don't have great QB talent either. So it won't it won't be a great game as far as to watch from that standpoint in time, but will the Cleveland Browns win? I think they're not going to win that game actually. I think they will lose that game off of the sheer brilliance of Bacon Mayfield and the sheer motivation that he has to win that game. The home crowd is going to be behind them. They have a good enough defense to make some stops as well, too. So that will be a factor as well. And Bacon Mayfield, I can see a play happening, whereas the fourth quarter, he makes a very, very clutch play happening. Um, and he basically puts the game to bed. So either way, uh, it won't be a light-out shootout game, but it will be a scrappy game that the, the Panthers will win for me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting take. I, I like the fire. I like, um, you know, his determination. Gonna be real interesting to see what happens week one, but again, I am taking the Browns in that game. I think it'll be a competitive game, though, definitely. Uh, like it'll be closer than I guess, maybe what you would think if Watson was
1: playing per se. Uh, yeah. but do you think that bigger will have a good game? I, I no. forgot if, if, if you said no, no, he won't have a good It'll be a very scrappy, sloppy game. And if he does not win, by the way, saying all this talking all this smack, if he does not win week one, boy, will the headlines kill him. I'm just saying, Baker, you better win game one. You better win week one matchup. Because if you don't, geez, that's a bad look. Wait, bad why? Look. Like, why is that a bad look? It's not a bad look per se, but it's not a good look in the sense that he wants to win against his former team. It doesn't happen. And he was talking all this smack. I, I'm going to F them up. Not as in we're going we're gonna to hope to win the game. We're going to execute our game plan, like normal players would say. But you say he's going to F them up, and he doesn't do that. Well, then it's not a good look in my case. It's not, because you fumbled. You fumbled the bag. You did not deliver.
0: I mean, but that Cleveland Browns defense is a pretty tough defense, to be fair
1: to Baker, compared to what talent he's going to have. Exactly. Like you just said, a pretty tough defense. But he still had the nerve to say that he's going to F them up. So prove it to me then. That's what, prove it to me. If you're going to go against this former defense that you know that you should know, right, because you played with them the past four years, then prove it to me. Right? You're going to Go week one. The crowd's going to be behind you. You're going to have a new team, new offensive scheme, new whole environment. So you better win week one. That's all I'm saying.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll see. It's not going to happen, though. But, yo, look, great episode, my guy. You have anything to say before
1: we do end it off. Make up the them. You know how time it is, man. I love you guys all. Keep on supporting Game Breakers, and we'll be back once again to bring up some more talk.
0: All right. And we'll catch you guys on Friday. We are going.